When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Forever. Dog. of Very That, starring me and Delta Work. Hi! (laughs) Hi, everyone. Good afternoon, good morning, good uh, evening, wherever you're at. And um, Should we make that that more, like, uniform all the time? Like, welcome to Very That. I'm Raja, and I'm Delta. Like, it's more exciting, you know, because I listen to other people's podcasts, and they, they have all this, like... You know, we talked about how sometimes we'll just start talking and like it will get monotone <laughs> with one another because we don't need like all the inflection. But I think we don't. Other, but maybe other people like all that, like you know, storytelling is very we could, that. We could, but you know, this is what episode five. Am I counting that correctly? This is episode five. I think so. And you know, and there's there's time for us to figure that out. I don't think there's any real rush or any um, rush. You know, rush. <laughs> Come to me. Oh, do I ever get to tell my Paula Abdul story publicly about? Uh, no, no, always, no, not yet. That's what this no. is for. That's what this is for. <laughs> I actually have a Paula Abdul story too. Actually, not Paula Abdul, but but someone else that has to do with Paula Abdul. Arsenio Hall. <laughs> Arsenio Hall. <laughs> yeah, remember no, they used the, to date. I used to. I actually used to think wasn't was Arsenio Hall the voice of the cat in Opposites Attract? <laughs> was he the voice? The scat cat. Yeah, you're a scat cat. You're a scat cat. <laughs> anyway, I got I gotta admit something to you, and I, and I hate to be so serious right at the beginning of it, but you know this okay. uh, this is already afternoon here in Los Angeles, and so I spent a a good part of the morning just catching up on new Netflix stuff. Like you know, I uh, I love Netflix. I love I love the idea that we are you know in 2020 we can we have access to anything we want to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find it anywhere and um netflix recently loaded up a whole new group of movies starting with hold on there's a dolly parton documentary oh can't wait mary can't wait. you haven't seen it 
No, I haven't. It is so good. It is so good because it it kind of limits the conversation of Dolly Parton to the to the people who really have great or just really solid opinions of her. Not just like I'm a fan, but these are people like Jane Fonda is interviewed on it. Lily Tomlin, Kylie Minogue, um, you know, and it's just it's just it's this beautiful documentary on Dolly Parton. So that got me started, okay. and then it got me started because she's she personally talks about code of many colors which is her favorite her personal favorite song to perform okay and um so that got me on a whole like oh i love that song and i got all emotional about it and you know and the description of that song is really about it's a song about bullying then as soon as i finished that documentary after like having all the tears and the like remembering of seeing i've, I've seen dolly parton twice live in performance the first time was mm-hmm. with a certain dj friend of ours from the in- inland empire um and i saw her at um uh the house of blues in a small fun, venue fun yeah, yeah and you cried you laughed and you know I, I gotta give a lot of credit to trixie mattel for like sort of bringing a little bit of like you know uh you know, a, a little bit of some somewhat attention to the younger group of people because she somehow like finds, uh, you know, she mimics her in a lot of ways and finds a lot of inspiration out of her. But but ultimately, it is a it is the Dolly story. I've been to Dollywood three times. I love Dolly Parton. I so, love Dolly Parton uh, too. Yes, and while I was watching this, I noticed that some of your mannerisms, hmm, are very Dolly. I like that. I like that. Yeah, like what? Very what, that. Anyway, is it just um, which parts? Which parts? All of it. Um, all of it. It's 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 this sort of like I acknowledge the cheapness of it all, and you 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 can look at it any way you want to uh, look at it. But guess what? It's uh, there, there. There's a certain way that you carry yourself that gives me a hmm. lot of Dolly, and I know, I like and that. I know that Dolly is a big influence for you. You've yeah. you impersonated her many times, and. Uh, do a damn great job at it. But there are certain characteristics. I'm like, you know what? I bet all of us have adopted some of the things of our, you know, of our many heroes. And that's sure. probably one of the reasons why we do drag today. So anyway, that's how I began the first part of my day while I had my morning coffee and waited for the first great bowel movement of the day. Well, you know, I think Dolly Parton's an Aquarius. I look that up and you're almost right. She's actually a Capricorn. She's oh, about Capricorn. a day. Okay. Yeah, she's a day away from like, I think. Uh, most most astrological uh, signs start out at about the 20th and her birthday is January 19th. I looked it up. I was like, what is this about this woman? Yeah. See cuz I land on the 23rd. Me? I land on the 23rd, which so is So you're at the beginning of Aquarius, mm-hmm. but I think there is that thing and you can actually look up on Google if you look up Dolly Parton's birthday and sign. There's a whole astrological chart of her moons and suns and she's a Capricorn but crazily enough like I don't know very much about Capricorns but the more I dig into people's signs and find out about you know like recently I've been discovering that most of my friends are Aquarians and mm. you know and so anyway they're, 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 this is this is all so loaded because I'm just like I'm such a Dolly fan and then right. um, uh, you know immediately after I finished that film you know Netflix now gives you suggestions of what you should watch because you enjoyed that one. You might want to watch this. And now there's this other documentary called, uh, it's like Bully, but with like the no sign through it. And it is is a documentary shot currently, like right now, uh, within the last few years about bullying and what it is like for kids who experience bullying in Aww. this day and age, including cyberbullying. And that was, you know, it's, I was bullied. Well, 
I think I think many of us are friends and the reason why we've connected to each other, why we do drag and why we perform and make such a spectacle out of what we do is because there's a part of us who is still retaliating against that, against being bullied. I think that's I think that's very possible. I think that is very very possible. Probable I think, actually. Yes, yeah, it's I think probable. so. So I'm I'm kind of about uh let me see. I'm a, I have 40 uh, I'm about halfway halfway through this film right now and it, I've been crying all morning. I am sorry and I really I really wanted to put makeup on and get in drag, but I was just so emotional. You were well, still I emotional. Was, I, I was very, very. How I'm much? Still how much wine? Emotional. Well, how much wine was involved though? Um, about a half a bottle. Okay, so not much. Not, not much. much. No, and there, I actually no. had I had breakfast. It was just, you know, it's just that that morning, and there is those traces of fall that is coming in this morning here in Southern oh, California. Are you into yes. it? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. so into it. Like I, yesterday, I was out, um, and I realized that it wasn't a hundred degrees outside, and. Uh-huh. I, I thought to myself, it was it was maybe like, I don't know, almost 90 or so. And I just kind of looked out wistfully and I could see the the waves of heat still on the asphalt. And I thought, oh, fall is here. And I'm like, wait a minute, fall is here. It's 90 fucking degrees outside. I know. But for us, I mean, but for us mm-hmm. in October, I mean, that's about all we're getting. So a 10, de- 10 degree decrease, it, it's a new season for us, you know? It really is. It, and I'll it take really it. Is. I'll take it. I felt it as soon as I got up this morning. I was like, because I always leave a window open just to allow some air into my room. For the Night Stalker to come in. And I was like, oh, there's something there. It's like, oh, my blankets Mm -hmm. all of a sudden feel more blankety rather than a nuisance. I love that. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then I I came into my kitchen and made hot coffee. And I should have had a pumpkin spice creamer to go along with. I I got a little pumpkin spice right here. Look at this little (gasps) pumpkin spice. Which one is Pumpkins. that one? This is Tango. That's Tango? That's Tango. He's a pumpkin spice. Oh my god, he's so cute. Right? He's such a baby. He's only two years old. Oh my he's god, my so he's baby. like the baby. You know, Tango, I'm... so Tango's like the, the little one, so he's two years old, and he's um he's a rescue cat. And then the other one is Cha-Cha, and she is um a rescue cat also, and she's a, like a thin little black cat. And mm. obviously they're they're both named you after a, you have a black cat? I do, yeah. I've and they're, they're both named cat. out of they're both named after ballroom dances because Davy is a of former course. ballroom dancer. Of course, yes. Yeah. Oh, I love Tango. He just what hops a around. He's so cute. He's so fluffy. He doesn't know. Like he doesn't oh. you don't even know what's going on, do you? He, he doesn't no, mind. He doesn't he care. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's more concerned about the perfumes that you're wearing. Yeah, um, I actually sprayed a perfume on earlier. It was uh, this bottle, and um, something about it smells like vomit. And I never, <laughs> I never experienced that. It's an inexpensive perfume, I which think, it, I I think I have experienced that. Or it's like there's it something smelled, about it, it. it. You know what mm. it smelled like? Like vomit that like dries in the back of a car. You know mm-hmm. that like residual. I don't know what mm-hmm. it, I don't know what it is. I, I keep calling it vomit or red ass, like a like a red swollen ass. I don't know. Just something about it is not. But the bottle's pretty, so you know. Oh, it's either whatever. it's either like vomit or dried spit. There's there's that moment there's a too. Smell. Where it's like, is it me? Do I am I, did I like drool on myself and let it crust? Or we actually is that the did perfume a sh- I'm wearing. 
<laughs> we did a show uh, or an in-person appearance uh, very recently and everybody separated in the dressing room to, to different levels. And Madame Laqueer had this perfume that she sprayed on and it was um, delicious, I think by like Fred Heyman or something like that. And she goes, oh, I just, sp- I, I'm supposed specific. to smell delicious. So specific. <laughs> she goes, I'm supposed to smell delicious, but she goes up to someone pretty pretty distanced. I would say about 10 feet. She goes, can you smell me from here? Do I smell like farts? <laughs> and the girl, I can't remember what girl it was. She was like, do you smell like farts? Why, like, why would you ask that? She's like, I think my perfume might've like turned. And I was like, baby, let me tell you something. I, I don't know everything about perfume, but I do know that when perfume turns, it doesn't smell like farts. So if it's farts, it might, I think it's that suitcase, madame. I think it's that suitcase. Or you could have just farted, madame. <laughs> Maybe just just admit it. You farted. And it's not I, delicious. You know what? I, I, I'm I not afraid to admit if I've farted. It's um, fine. You know, it's fine. Yeah. As we get older, we might become a little bit more incontinent. And, oh. You know. <laughs> well, I'm only, what? I'm only months behind you, so I'm sure I'm, I'll be there. So anyway, that was that's been my morning, my morning, and it, you know, and I feel like a lot of it is just due to the change in weather, and then they were like kind of the same theme movies because Dolly was talking about the code of many colors and how it was a song essentially about bullying, and then there's, I mean, there was just so many. You got to watch first, first, first. You, you, you need to watch this Dolly documentary because it is so cool, and I mean, it's just profound in I know how, like, I have to watch it punk rock how punk rock fucking Dolly Parton is she's you know and it shows multiple interviews through her past I you, I could go on and on and on we could make a whole I like episode that you say about that. Dolly Parton no yeah. I like that you say that about something being punk rock because I think a lot of people think that punk rock is only about music but to be punk is to truly have an opinion that even if other people disagree with it, you will always have that opinion. You will always have that way about yourself. You will always do things um, really in the uh, in the name of others, even though it doesn't seem like other people would say, oh, that, that just seems so off-putting or whatever. But that's not the case. Like, there's a goal and an intention behind it. And that that is to be punk rock, to be sort of against the grain. Absolutely. Not just music. Yeah, absolutely. It is it is a philosophy, it's an attitude. Yes. Yeah, but Dolly Dolly Parton there there's actually a scene of her in the 80s and her her 70s, I don't know. She goes to like England for the first time and in the audience in her first visit to to England was during the punk period and in the audience is a bunch of punk rockers with mohawks and she's like, "Hi y'all." It. She's like, "I I've been way more punk rock than y'all ever ever was or something like that." <laughs> I and love. I, and I was just like my heart completely burst out of my chest sure with that said let's let's take a let's take a quick break and um we'll come back to something 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 see something see something this episode is brought to you by who i almost nodded off because this helix mattress is so comfortable helix sleep the helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses including the award-winning lux collection the newly released helix elite collection a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers and even a mattress made just for kids i've had several many helix mattresses for several many years now and i love I them all they're all my i've babies. read the men's room wall we have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if 
uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party. Uh, and we are the Helix girls. And we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home, so that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. Welcome back to Very That with Delta and Raja, a very new podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about and you will listen. Today, today's um, the day. Today's the day we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I feel just, like that's been every day. Yeah. Hasn't yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of been, It's yeah. kind we, of like we, that. We sort day. of have an outline of what we'd like to talk about and touch upon, but mostly we talk about whatever we want. Mostly we just um, moan and make weird noises for no apparent reason and talk about like, I, I'll talk about the same thing over and over. You know, I'll yeah. talk about I'll talk about this over and over i don't care who's listening right. i don't care in corporate who's listening to that because people are like um you know uh <laughs> you complain a lot about fucking coffee and you know what i do i actually thought mm. about getting my own having my own 
OnlyFans. And my content would be exclusive complaints that I, things I don't complain about on social media. I would save that for my subscribers to find out what I'm really upset about. I don't think that is a terrible idea. I I actually think that's a great idea. You can use Mm -hmm. OnlyFans however way you want to use it. I, um, you know, I, I, can't imagine or I can imagine you showing your dick and pussy, but well, and I know people that, you know, I, and, I yeah. just I really quick have to hit on this. I, I've been seeing it more and more, especially with the pandemic. People are putting up their, you know, their their electronic payment platforms and things like that just to, you know, make their rent and all that stuff. Of course. And I see more and more people launching um, OnlyFans content. And it's so interesting to me how many people in this fucking day and age will shame someone for mm. making pornographic content or adult content, but are going to sit back in private and consume that content. So what is the problem with people doing? I mean, if you listen, I, you know, once upon a time, I thought to myself like, oh, if I had the body for this, you know what? I already have the body for it. I have the body for whatever, (laughs) because there's somebody that wants to consume that content. And even if there's only one person, well, then that's that one is enough. But I am here to say that it's pretty fucking hypocritical to read people for creating adult content, but then consuming that content in Mm -hmm. private. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh Anyway. I don't. I don't read. Up. I don't read anybody because I am actually a patron and a absolutely uh, customer of OnlyFans. I follow a few. Absolutely, and I Support enjoy. I enjoy self pleasuring t- as my friends expose their, you know, genitals free. Well, not freely. Probably about nine ninety nine a month. I and um, and yeah, Aja Aja's got one, so I'm I might subscribe to Aja and help her Why out. Why not? Because I know she's packing, and I want to. Why not? I want, I want that. I want that dick to tell me the future because she's, you know, very like psychic and yeah. mystical and stuff. Yeah. You can make uh, yeah, that connection. Please, please make why a connection. Not? Yeah, 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 yeah. So and, listen, from the okay. annals of the inbox. Speaking of, we annals. have uh, speaking of annals. <laughs> you can read. Um, people can you know people can write to us. People have been writing to us, and if anybody's listening mm. right now and you want to write uh, write to us and you want to. Um, ask a question or provide a, a comment with a topic of conversation that maybe we've hit on and we should talk about more, um, send us an email to deltaandraja at gmail.com. And we have mm-hmm. two letters, so we're going to hit on the first one. Our first letter is from Brian. Hey, chicas, okay. do you see something? I absolutely <laughs> love what you both do and love you guys loads. Ooh. Ah, fag. Um, I'm from the UK, okay? So what oh, I and, heard... And he said chicas? He said chicas. People say chicas in the UK? Well, he does. Brian does. (laughs) Because he saw something. He saw Um, something. I'm from the UK. Okay. So what I've heard is that in America, the land of dreams, the gays will discriminate against foreskin. Mm. I just want to know, is that true? Because girl over here, foreskin is like Willem's beard. Easy to find. Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't see. I never see Willem's beard. But I, I, I guess maybe. I don't know. You can see my beard sometimes, but um, <laughs> I have PS, a beard right now. So, P.S. I have COVID and I'm isolating and I'm going nuts. But your podcast is keeping me sane. Thank you so much, Brian, aka aka cashier number four. So he's asking if people in the United States uh, 
are disproportionately more likely to discriminate against foreskin than in the UK or other parts of the world. What is your experience? My answer is yes. And let me go back to what's what's the uh, person's name? Brian, cashier Brian. number four. Brian, I hope that by the time this airs that you're feeling so much better because we re- part of your uh your uh, paragraph there was that you're that you have COVID right now. So mm-hmm. do take care of yourself. Um, and, and, you know, and I hope you feel better very soon, but to the question, yes, I think we are very discriminatory, discriminatory against foreskin. And I find it ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where Agreed. I'll start it. Yeah. I find it ridiculous I... because first of all, that's how your dick is supposed to be. Right. That is how your dick is supposed to be. And we have just grown accustomed to Judeo-Christian, you know, Western religion kind of idea of, like, desexualizing or removal of sexual feelings down there. That we've become so used to the idea of the lack of foreskin as being normal. And Mm -hmm. this is thousands of years worth of religious... I mean, ultimately, the only reason why anybody would would rid would rid of foreskin is because of religious reasons wouldn't you think yes no? and i you know this but but the thing is it it all is so evident in in ways that are not sexual but but that um that trickle down and and it's about shame right it really it's is. it's about shame if you think of and i i i think about this all the time when i hear people say when they're talking about dressing their body now obviously mm-hmm. you want to dress the way that you feel confident or you love or or whatever that is but why are but when you dress yourself based in quote confidence that means that you're making an allowance for something that means you're going i must disguise this because um, it makes me uncomfortable because other people have told me that this is unacceptable. So, you know, as a as a plus size person, much larger than most people who say that they're plus size, you know, I'm 300 pounds. So when I go somewhere and I look to buy something off the rack, for especially for drag, I will see something that is, uh, see something, see something. That, that will say... Um, Oh, here you you wanna you like that dress? Here's something to, to cover up your arms. You can get by this to cover up your arms because it's considered shameful and unsightly to have your you know fucking bingo wings out. But that's the way this body is at this point. Doesn't mean that it can't be changed if I choose to change it for whatever reason. Um, so, but with the the idea of the foreskin, it's another issue of shame. Oh, don't tell anybody. Don't don't take a picture of it because we've been told that the the mo- the most beautiful penis is a circumcised penis. So those are the ones that you want people to have pictures of. That's that's what people. That's what we've been told. That's the way it's supposed to look. It's supposed to look yeah. like a porn star or it's only worthy if it's seven inches or more. That's what we're told that, that Mm -hmm. you, and you know, you can enjoy whatever, whatever it is that you want to enjoy and you can appreciate whatever, but to shame someone for essentially being born, like that's the, that's the born form of the penis. What is so shameful about that? I don't, I don't understand, but in other ways it, it, you know, you you see these underwear that are being sold that say, oh well, you know, s- slip your dick and your nuts through this this uh, sleeve to make yourself present like you're larger than you are, so that when people see you, they'll go, oh yeah, he, you must have a really big dick. I can tell in your underwear. And then what happens when you pull it out of the out of the ring? Then people see the truth. Do you <laughs> see what I'm pan- saying? Are the panties now that are constructed as gaffs to 
yeah. conceal it, you know. And yes, what 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 it what is you know there's there's a fascination with genitals that that could be its own two three hour episode that we could absolutely talk about because we have been obsessed with genitals for a long time. Yes, Brian. <laughs> yes, Brian. Yeah. You so you yes. are right. Yes, Brian is right. In America, we are definitely very discriminatory against foreskin. And it is, in my experience, with all the dicks that I've had, I've always been sort of envious to the men that I've encountered or or, or the penises. Uh-huh. I don't want to put all penises on men. No, no, not at all. I'm just saying I'm... all the penises that I've encountered that have um, had foreskin, I've always been very envious because I realize that there's a certain thing you do to it that allows a sensitivity that I would never, I would, I, as a person who is without, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I would never be able to experience it in the same way. So I'm mostly now as I, as I've become older, I, I don't, I don't discriminate. I like, I like dick. Oh, no, thick. Well, listen, we have one more, um, uh, one more letter. And I, I'm guessing based on the name that we might know who this person is. Okay. This letter is from Ozma. Of Oz. Yes. Ozma of Oz. I'm Ozma of Oz, yes. Hey, ghouls. Since I know you've both performed locally and abroad in venues both old and new with mm-hmm. interesting histories, have you ever come across an unexplained or spooky situation while at said gigs, i.e. paranormal activity? I know Miss Vicky Vox, and I saw someone walk behind us in the mirror at Hamburger Mary's West Hollywood. Uh, we thought it was another queen that had show up only seconds later to find that no one was up there with us when we turned around to greet them. Totally true story. Love your podcast. It's the perfect format for the two of you. Bugs and kisses. Oh, no. Bugs and hisses. Ozma. That's cute. Ooh, that's very So cute. Have, do you, have you experienced anything? Well, like I, think, I think in particular that experience that they had was just... Chad Chad Michaels walked across the back, right? And then, or you know, Dolly Levi? Or they're just old. They're ghosts. They're you know they're they're uh, they're creepy figures that just sort of loom in, in dark corners and are actual <laughs> ghosts. So that's what that was. But mm-hmm. I don't think I actually have. I have been to places and performed at places that were considerably spooky in feeling, but I don't think I've actually ever experienced. A ghost, or maybe I'm just so I, consumed in the process right. that I'm not paying attention. Well, I am incredibly, incredibly inter. I wouldn't say obsessed, but I'm very interested and intrigued by anything paranormal. Mm. Um, I love watching documentaries about it. I love watching like ghost adventures, ghost oh, hunters. I yes. love um de- the Dead Files. I love shows like that. Um, but I fully admit that I've not had those experiences so when people say oh you must love it you must know a lot about it i don't i don't i don't know what it is to to speak to the other side or anything like that but i'm very intrigued by it and i'm very open to it however mm-hmm. i have been to two places before uh outside of california where i've definitely felt like if i was going to experience something it was in those places one was a place i want to say it's called metro in jacksonville florida which is a huge entertainment complex. And when I was there, it happened to be some other things were going on that uh, weekend in Jacksonville. So it was very quiet at the club. But it used to be a butcher. Like the whole place was like, oh, a, like a place where they, it was like that, <laughs> right? And Fuck. then it became some sort of some something else. And then it became, so when you walk around, you can literally see where 
an animals were hung and it's wow. a very old place. And then another place I'd been to, which I, I don't know what, what it was previously, but I will just, because maybe cause it was nighttime or whatever, but it was the Eagle in um, Washington, DC. I had an amazing time and I loved everyone there. I was treated like royalty the same uh, way. First in, of all, in anywhere, anywhere called the Eagle, anywhere in the world, I'm probably yeah. going to have a good time. And, yeah. um, oh, you there's are. Gonna be, there's oh, going to be are. a lot more like beer to wine ratio. And people are going to smell a little bit like hairy buttholes. Okay, Which ahead. is perfect. The place yeah, is fine. awesome. Everyone there was awesome. But you could tell there was something about the construction of the place that was very old. And there were mm-hmm. lots of like little walkways to kind of nowhere almost. Like fun. just cement stairs that would just stop. Ooh. So I don't know. It was very interesting to me. But I would love to go back there. And I I, I don't know if – I didn't ask anyone if it, was, if it was particularly haunted or if they had experiences. But those two places I can remember thinking – the history that already comes with the place must carry with its stories. So those, that always intrigues me. Well, I'm not really quite sure if I've ever been to a place that was, um, you know, haunted by ghosts, but sometimes my audience have been ghosts. Well, like Sherry Needle just... says, a boo is applause from ghosts. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. With that I agree. said. With Let's that said, if you time. guys are if you guys are interested in sending us a letter or maybe you have an interesting picture, especially a picture of myself and Raja, maybe you took one of those pictures back in the day, mm-hmm. um, send it to us. Send it to us at uh, Delta and Raja at gmail.com. And um, our amazing production staff um, will look at that and 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 forward it so we can talk about it on the podcast. Right here Aww. on Very That. Call. Yeah. So I think it's time to take a little break and we will mm-hmm. be right back to see something. See something. See something. See something. back took a little break i got some wine out of the fridge i oh, smoked yeah. american spirit you know oh, just yeah. kind of going about my day took yeah. a little break well you know what i think it's time to take a trip down memory lane oh, to, you know, I love yeah, this. to a photo from our our drag days past mm-hmm. which um you know we have a lot of really really great photos from a set group of venues pretty much rage uh, peanuts or what's called Club 7969. If people don't know what, when we say peanuts, peanuts is 7969, which is on Santa Monica Boulevard that I, I don't even know what it is now. I, I'm sure it's still a nightclub, but once upon a time, it was it was that. But this picture is um, from the Rage days again. And um, this is us around Halloween because if people don't know, um, for a lot of drag entertainers, Halloween is not just October 31st. I mean, obviously it's all year round because you're dressing up like someone or something else, but there's definitely a type of number that makes the most sense um, for, for if you don't normally do them throughout the year, makes the most sense from the month of uh, or the beginning of October all the way through. And so they're a bit thematic. And this picture here, I don't, again, I don't know specifically what, uh, I know it was around Halloween, but this is us in thematic uh, dress for Halloween. Yeah. Well, the, the thing about Halloween is that it is, it is our religion, right? 
It is our absolute, like, it is It is what we need. It's what we wait for. And the fact that it happens on October 31st allows us that to own that entire month right? as being Halloween time. And that's the time when we go for it and bring out all the spookiest, all the most colorful, all the most experimental, all the things that are just like Halloween the house down boots. Yeah. yeah. And I think and the same thing kind of goes for a birthday, too. Like... For a, dra- for a drag entertainer, many times, because what you do in drag, um, your social is also your professional. So some people you'll only see a few times a month or or once at this location. So when it's your birthday, your birthday is essentially all month long because somebody might go, oh, girl, I'll see you in Palm Springs or I'll see you in San Diego. Or when you fly up to Sacramento, I'm going to see you. We're going to celebrate your birthday. So you can't ever <laughs> really miss a drag entertainer's birthday because it's all month. So you can just be like. Uh, Tuesday the 17th, Delta, even though I know your birthday is January 23rd, Tuesday the 17th, that that's when we're celebrating it. But in this yeah. case, yeah, all, all month long is is Halloween. This is you in this uh, sort of couture, um, couture with the horns. You're horned. You're like a <laughs> which I love at Halloween when you go to like the the Halloween club and you, you're looking for like a Maleficent costume and they're like uh-huh. called horn, horned sorceress. Yeah. Or, or the, what is the one? Um, we saw one that was Ariel and it was called Lagoon Lass. <laughs> Lagoon, Lagoon Lass. Lass. You are I so Lagoon Lass. You are. And this is yeah. a, this is a, I'm in a clown. Um, and I, once upon a time, I was very afraid of clowns. And what broke me of my fear of clowns was going to Not Scary Farm one year, many years ago. And there was a full, there was a full clown maze. And we went in, and I just I fell in love. Like I I love I loved the idea of um, the sort of like sideshow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't find like it scary warps. anymore. Yeah. I don't find mm-hmm. it scary anymore. I love it because I also started performing in in, in clown uh, in a, as a quote scary clown. I guess people would say so. I love it. I love it so much. And I love this particular one. It's kind of like a, like a circus sideshow clown. Yes. Um, I love that. I think that's going to be the thing that I miss the most uh, mm-hmm. out of this Halloween. Um, and to be honest, like in the last few years, I haven't done any of these things. But now that it's gone and I and we don't get to have it sure. this year, I certainly yearn for it even more is going to things like Not Scary Farm or Universal right. Studios, uh, whatever they call it there. Right. Um, and I love those. I love those. I love those. I've been, uh, you know, I love a good maze. In fact, back in the 90s, in the early, early 90s, when I first got fired from my job at MAC Cosmetics, I worked there for like eight months and I was late all the time. And I got fired from Nordstrom. And it was during the fall. And I was hired by uh, a friend who worked at Not Scary Farm mm-hmm. during the haunt. And I did makeup for like that entire Halloween season. And I was maybe... How old was I? Maybe 20 years old, 19 or 20 years old. So that is my favorite. That's one thing I love and will miss this particular uh, Halloween season is being able to do that. Even though I haven't gone in the last few years. I actually thought I actually thought that I was going to spend my Halloween this year in uh, Mexico because I planned on going to Puerto Vallarta just to get away and see some friends. But then I just I realized that the election was November 3rd. So I was like, no, right. I guess I'm going to stay home and leave the day after. So anyway. 
Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, I feel like I've taken so many things for granted that I thought were always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I would always have the option to go to Not Scary Farm. And I remember once upon a time, not just going it's to Not Scary Farm. It's literally down the street from you. It's like li- down Literally, the like three exits up. You know, mm-hmm. I... Not, it's not just that, but like, I remember once upon a time, we always took for granted that Elvira would always be at Not Scary Farm. <gasps> oh. And then when we realized there was going to be an end to that part of the era, like, yes. it was, it, the face of it was going to change. Not that it was never not going to be good again, because it's always going to be great, but that element was something you always knew, we're going to go see the Mistress of the Dark at some point. When we're there, there was one thing we used to like to not just get the tickets for Not Scary Farm, but we would get the like VIP experience that had the buffet. And so beforehand, you would go when it's still kind of light out, you would get in line and you would go into this buffet that was set up by, you know, the, the Mrs. Knott's chicken house. Oh, and it was the sen- chicken house? Yes. And the pie, bitch, the pie. Yes. Was it like boysenberry or something? Yes. Shit? And they would have, <gasps> they would have characters come in and, and, and kind of saunter in and out while you were eating and you would plan, you'd have your map and you would plan out like, okay, we're going to do this first. We're going to do that. We're going to go watch the show. We're going to, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, you know, the thing was always, if you got too scared of the street, uh, the street characters that would be walking around scaring you, you would just jump into a retail store because they couldn't go into the retail store because you might knock something over. So I was always the one that just had bags of saltwater taffy because I got so goddamn scared. I'm like, oh, I have to go buy something. Or, oh, you guys are going to go over there. Let me hold everyone's jacket. So oh my God. I, I miss it. I, I miss that that whole experience. And of course, everyone mm-hmm. would go and be like, oh, girl, this is lame. Oh, you're lame. And, oh, God, I'm not scared. But it, it's the camaraderie and it's that experience and it's that it's just an institution. It's an institution yeah. to do go to well, Universal and all of that. Well, there's there's two schools of it because I think the that Knott's Berry Farm or Knott's Scary Farm always had a little bit of that hoodness. Yes, <laughs> it was that. Yes. It, it just had that tinge in the air. It was like it was you know it was uh, like it, it was Stevie Nicks, but it also involved an ocean spray cranberry bottle. You know, oh, like, I love. <laughs> Love. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, yeah, so that's. Uh, I'm gonna miss that a lot. I'm definitely gonna miss it. And yeah, what I've seen in a lot of in a lot of friends' like stories and Instagram like posts and stuff is that there is still a continuation of this idea. Like people are still decorating their homes, which excites mm-hmm. me and makes me happy that Halloween hasn't died through the pandemic. We're just kind of going through it in another way. You know. Well, there are, in fact, um, people have found their way around it and they're doing these things where you take your car and, and you pay a certain price for everyone in your car. So if there's two people or five people, however many, and you stay in your car and you drive through mazes. So it's something mm-hmm. people are trying out and you can actually do it. It's a real thing. And I've also seen where you can do like a dining with with uh, Jack and Sally is a thing oh. you can they're, they're they're done socially distanced i have not experienced any of them but i've seen it uh come across my instagram and um i've heard people talk about them so there's options out there but you know for someone like myself because i am able to to work in a restaurant environment and be in drag um mm-hmm. i'm still able to wear my halloween costumes and um or do my halloween uh fair if you will I even have sitting over here on the mannequin like two. I, lo- I love that you use the word fair. I've been listening to you. You've been, you I love that word fair. F-A-I-R-E. I do too. Is that is that it's F A I R E, right? Fair. F A R E. Fair. F A R E. F A R E. Okay. Fair. Um all unless we're going to the Ren Fair, which is coming up and F-A-I-R-E. Who knows yeah. Um 
But I have two costumes, two newer things over here. I have a Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Remember Daphne? That's oh, fun. So, oh, so Gigi good. Oh, does she do are that you, too? Gigi, are you Gigi good? Oh, you're oh, very, you're giving me so, Gigi vibes. Oh, it's very Gigi good. It's so Gigi good. It's yeah. very that. Very that. You're very Gigi. <laughs> very you must be inspired that. by her. Um, yes. And then the other one is um, Endora. Endora. Do you remember Endora? You don't remember Endora. Of course I remember Endora. Endora, like, changed my life. She is the mother of Samantha. By the by, I just got a message, uh, oddly enough, from Ozma. I think it's the same Ozma that wrote us the letter. If if it we're if be. it's the same person, There's no other. This, if there is the same person that we're talking about, my drag daughter who sent this message um, and and sent this email, um, but she sent me a thing where um, the the creators of American Horror Story have launched a, a an internet contest that I plan to win, and okay. it is. $25,000 to the person who uploads a picture and or video of themselves as a character from um, the new television show, Ratchet. Now, I told you, I, I'm obsessed with anything. My, my favorite season of American Horror Story was always um, Asylum because I'm obsessed with the 60s and the idea of medicine as such a frightening, frightening piece of um of horror i think there's something right. very scary about a hospital and also i live about two minutes from metropolitan state hospital which is a, a, a essentially at one time was considered an quote an insane asylum okay. and it is very old there's doctors homes on the pre on the premises it's all dilapidated and only parts of it are in use so when ratchet came out i was like oh my gosh this reminds me of Another telling also uh, of that time period of American Horror Story uh, Asylum. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I plan to I plan to win that twenty five thousand dollars. So um, I am just, you know, ca calling all I don't know. I don't have a name. for. Do you have a name for your fans or, or your or your followers? Are they called like the I used to, Rajets? I used to, call, I used to call them Entourage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, back in the like Twitter days when that hashtag was necessary. Mm, but I I, like now that. I'm like, follow me or not. Yeah, because you know, I always gonna... feel like it's a little bit lofty to like call. I I don't, I don't like that because I'm afraid people are going to be like, well, bitch, how many people really are like, you know what I mean? So I don't have like necessarily workers, but I guess I could call them employees because they report to work. Oh! Oh! Um, but no. So, you know, shit, when I get my shit up, I want I want listen, I want fucking I want to win that twenty five thousand dollars. Didn't you win? You I won think you will. 70 I think I, I won will. 75 and yeah, Yo. but no, uh, that's a lot of money, but I think you will. Girl, you, I think so, I will. You're so detailed and like you, uh, you know, like, yeah, it's, and it's, where are they? Grand. Are they over here? I already have the pins. I ordered the pins online so they would be exacted, but listen, a oh. lot of people, I, whoever's going to, it's just an idea. Are you going to, are you going to do it an actual ratchet? You're going to do her. Her as character, or I don't, I don't know. I all I know is that I only know is that we had to really track down this fabric because the fabric was, wow. you know, it's one thing to just go get anything, but then I was like, we we need like we need it to be, you know, this. I fall back on what Hunter used to say to me, and I've said it before. I've probably said it on the podcast before, but it really is a piece of something I carry with me at all times, and that is, um, especially when you are a plus size performer or or plus size entertainer or plus size drag whoever um mm -hmm. people are already 
um, not having much of an expectation. So people always assume, just make it funny and we won't care. Like, just be slovenly about it because it's it doesn't matter because we could never see you as being that fierce or that person because you're not capable because all we see is your size. And Hunter always used to say to me, if you're going to make it funny, make it ironic that you are the size that you are and that you're doing that but character. But it's so perfectly but done. But clean it up so well that they can't read anything else because the Oof. only difference is the do you remember that kind of a philosophy once upon I, a time uh, it's it's coming back to me as you're speaking about it and i think that is a very important thing because i think it's very easy to take what is seemingly your disadvantage and mm -hmm. and magnifying it you know and it's like Magnify stating his holy name stating the obvious i'm fat i'm and i'm gonna make fun of myself before everybody if you do it so perfectly that you're uh, yeah right. so they're yeah so let's it's, win twenty five thousand um, dollars. I'm gonna help you. What can I do for you? Um, well, do you want me to style your wig for you? Well, I need do you, you to, to do style your makeup. My, I need you to style my my wig because uh, <laughs> clearly I can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna if you insist. If you need any help in any way, if you need to borrow jewelry, Stuff? I might have some. I have so I might have something. You're like so, if you uh, need any help, call Manila. <laughs> Yeah, leave me alone. If you need any watch, help, call somebody else. I'm watching call documentaries. I'm watching documentaries that depress me, and uh, and I'm but I'll, crying, I'll so. like and share. <laughs> wow, we covered we covered a lot. We covered a lot really quickly today. We did, we did. But you know, we're getting in a groove here, and I am so excited for more letters from people, more emails, more discussion. All right, you guys. So both Delta and I really, really want to thank you for joining us this week. Just as a reminder, we're here every Monday, and we want you to subscribe and make sure that you don't miss an episode ever. We're always here on a Monday. So search for Very That with Delta and Raja on your favorite podcast app, and you absolutely have to hit subscribe, rate, mm -hmm. and review our show on your podcast app because that is how other people get to find out about the conversations that we're having here and that you're having with us. It's the only way to really get the name of the podcast out there and for other people to join this wild and crazy time. And you know what? We would like to encourage you to send us any of your questions, any inquiries, uh, complaints maybe, but mostly questions. If you have any, send them to deltaandraja at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at mine, which is at Sutan Amrul and Delta's at Delta Work. Yeah, and don't send any complaints because I'm just those go right into the junkie, <laughs> right into the round file. But in any event, we'll be back next week with a very new episode of Very That. And we'll see you then. Very okay. <laughs> 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 <laughs>